Welcome back to the Dear Mr. Davis podcast. Uh, today we have uh, myself, which is Brady. We have Dylan. Yo. And our special guest, Coach East. Yo. <laughs> so, Coach East, tell us a bit about what you do here at the school, and then we will ask you some of the questions. Um, well, the number one thing I, I do in my current role is try to encourage students. And most of the students that I encourage with my fingers up in air quotes uh, probably don't feel like that's what I'm trying to do. But we, we try to encourage positive behaviors, positive attitudes, positive thoughts, positive actions. And sometimes that requires that I do negative things. Those are the things people notice. I also am responsible for organizing our uh, facilities and making sure that our car lines run smooth and making sure that lunch runs smooth and that, we, um, that, that people that use our, our facility are doing the right things with it. So uh, it, it can be a big job that people don't notice a lot, but the part people notice I think is probably the demerits. Yeah, yeah. took a warning for the podcast, boys. Took a warning for the podcast. <laughs> it's all for the content. All for oh. the content. So um, I guess we'll start with the first question that everyone wants to know. What did you do in sixth grade? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't mind us asking. <laughs> Interview over. <laughs> if I wanted you to know what I did in the sixth grade, I would have told you during the speech today about in the sixth grade. So that will not be going on recording. But when you hit stop, we can talk. Oh, okay. 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 However, just to be clear, it's not because of the... Uh, the actual action I did what kids do sometimes which is made a mistake and then I was taught well by a mom to learn from that mistake but rather because I don't think anybody yourselves included should be judged by what the decisions they made in the sixth grade understandable yeah. so I do agree with that I mean as you said like love doesn't have past mm -hmm. you know, keep records mm -hmm. you know um, it's a funny story but also <laughs> inappropriate and wrong oh, okay so yeah probably yeah. best to keep off the podcast and yeah. keep off recording <laughs> so um i guess what should we start oh well, yeah i mean i mean we can just jump ahead in your life um <laughs> to like I past mean, the sixth grade yeah okay past uh, the sixth grade. so seventh grade, <laughs> seventh, seventh grade. <laughs> um, um like in college and stuff what did you do or? um well college um i went initially uh, as a pre-pharmacy major and God called me into education during that process. And so I did what all people do when they um, have a calling in life. I immediately canceled all my classes and decided to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, literally changed from chemistry to math overnight with the purpose of avoiding afternoon labs. I wish I could tell you that that was uh, a, um, like a, like a properly motivated situation, but it was because I wanted to take a job in the afternoon coaching football. But God used that because that was where I wanted my ministry to be. And I ended up just short of getting a degree in both chemistry and math. And my advisor told me, if you take one more chemistry class, you'll get a degree in both. And so I did that. And the whole reason I live on this side of the country now is because there was a chemistry teaching job available in Georgia. And I moved into it and used it for 10 years. I taught chemistry and physics. Um, in addition to coaching football. And so that's how God got me to this side of the country. So was that like for your chemistry degree, was it just like basic chemistry or was it like specific? Uh, it's just a, a BS in chemistry, which is Bachelor of Science in Chemistry, so non-specific. Um, but I did take through um, all of my organic chemistries. One of the fun stories I have is when I was uh, starting in uh, the beginning of organic chemistry. And that is a very intense course. And it, it can make or break people that are going to med school and things like that. 
And so they started with the icebreaker that all us introverts always like shudder at. There's nothing, no bigger nightmare than tell us three things about yourself. But uh, we went around the class, and the teacher had to say our name, where we're from, and what we wanted to do with our lives, like what we wanted to do as professionals. And we heard research, uh, uh, chemical research, and uh, surgeon, physician, nurse. And then they got to me, and I went, high school football coach. And the whole class <laughs> turned around. Like, what are you doing in here? Like, the gravity actually shifted a little bit. That was scientifically proven later in the day. Um and uh, so, yeah, I took two, uh, two semesters of organic chemistry in order to be a high school football coach. So nobody ever accused me of making good decisions. <laughs> so you said you were in Georgia. How did you find your way down here in Florida? Well, the, sh- the short, succinct answer is God. But uh, I actually tried. I grew up in Mississippi, and all of my family's in Mississippi. And when we left Mississippi to go to Georgia, my son was 18 months old. And so that was hard, just just my wife and I and the 18-month-old. By the time I'm leaving Georgia, I had a, a sixth-grade son and a second-grade daughter, still with no family support around to help with the menial tasks that come up when you're doing child care. And so we tried to go back to Mississippi. I applied for jobs in Mississippi, but the doors remained open in Florida, uh, Oviedo specifically. So we moved first to Oviedo, and then uh, Foundation Academy was wide open. Of course, I noticed Foundation Academy because of, of Coach Brad Lord, who uh, is not a quiet fellow. And um, he talked me into coming and joining his staff. And six years later, I got to do a podcast with these two fine young gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what happens when you live up north, your voice gets loud. Very, very loud. I would know firsthand. So, um, how did you end up doing like what you do now, like being vice principal and stuff? Well, it's 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 another testimony to what God can do. Uh the right person was watching me at the right time. I was um observed by administration here, Mr. Buckle specifically. Um, keeping people calm and focused during football games, keeping people focused on tasks. And by calm, I don't mean, I mean, you can't play football and be calm. That's not what I mean. But uh, not letting your emotions get ahead of your task. That's something that I've, I've been gifted with and trained to do over the course of my career. And he noticed that I could do that and said, have you ever thought about a career in academic administration as well? And I had not. I had never thought about leaving the athletic world other than being a classroom teacher. Now, I always loved being a classroom teacher, but uh, he put that seed in my mind, and then a couple months later, I moved into this dean of students type role, Um, and then um, six years later, I'm doing a podcast with these fine young gentlemen. It all ends up at the same place. (laughs) Well, it's like Endgame, right? Like Avengers Endgame, right? If if we go back and change something, then we don't end up here. We end up on a spur, an alternate reality, if you will. And we're not in that reality, so we have no choice but to end up right here. Wow. <laughs> Ask me about the best cheeseburger I ever had. Best cheeseburger you ever had. Um, this was actually <laughs> recently. There's a place in Lakeland, which is where my son is going to college, and he told me about it. And so I went and we went out and we went to this place. It's in a, sort of like Plant Street Market. It's a, a kind of a food court kind of thing that's built into a market area. And the name of the market area was the joinery, by the way. You should try it. I don't know what the burger place was called, but it's back in the corner. It's phenomenal. Not <laughs> um, so it's got ghost pepper cheese. Oh, oh no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So uh, 
Uh, the reason that I bring that up right now, though, is I got to eat that like two weeks ago, and I can't wait to go back and eat it again. <laughs> so two weeks later, I ended up doing a podcast with these fine men. <laughs> it all comes back to the same spot. What's the best milkshake you've ever had? Oh, okay. Actually, BurgerFi. And BurgerFi in downtown Winter Garden is a foundation family, so props to them. Shout out. Um, their chocolate milkshake is very chocolate. You don't even have to ask for extra no, it's chocolate. Good. It's good. Yeah. Chick-fil-A also does a good milkshake, but you've got to tell them extra chocolate to get to the right point. And, again, props to the Chick-fil-A phenomenal spicy chicken sandwich. True. I had one of those for dinner on Monday, and my daughter really likes Chick-fil-A. Last time I had a good chocolate milkshake from BurgerFi, I think was last Thursday. And so if you put all that together and you oh, wait yeah. about a week, you end Here up doing go. a podcast with these. <laughs> <Friday. laughs> yeah, you haven't tried Brady's milkshakes, though. Those yeah, hit different. Those hit different. Yeah. Chocolate chip milkshake. Well, I'm hoping that the decisions that we're making today lead to that one day. Because I mean, that's the spur that we're on. If you would allow sure. me to bring a blender ice cream in milk and I can probably make you one sometime. <laughs> you can plug it in right you, plug it in right you have a rules exemption. <laughs> You're allowed to bring a blender on campus. Alright. Um, so, let's see. Well, since you were talking about Endgame, um, do you, what's your opinion on the new um, series? What's it called? Oh, WandaVision. WandaVision. What do you mean, what's it called? I'm I guess not too big to in Avengers. I don't have Disney Plus. I don't have Disney Plus, sadly. I've got will, everything else under the sun. I will pay for you for a month so you can watch WandaVision. It's that good. I saw one episode. Yeah, saw I watched the like the latest episode. I'm not going to say anything, but, yeah. but I saw that and it looked pretty good. It's really good. And I, the, I might stay up till night to, um, to watch. We're going to get up early. Uh, and watch it in the morning. My wife is actually a bigger Marvel fan than I am. Oh, it yeah. started, like, I read comic books when I was a kid. Not a lot. Um, and I tended to be more of a fan of things like Transformers because when I was a little kid, I could play with them and then I could read the stories. And you can't play with Spider-Man because he doesn't exist. Um, but Transformers did, so you could play with yeah. them. And so... Um, I love how y'all kept a straight face while I said that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Wait... <laughs> But I liked Spider-Man, I liked Iron Man, and then they brought out the Iron Man movie, and I thought that Robert Downey Jr. would be the perfect Tony Stark based on the comics, so I thought, I'm going to go see that, I'm so excited. My wife is like, well, I like movies where things blow up. By the way, that's really cool. She's not into rom-coms. She likes movies where things blow up, so we share that. So, like metal, but the thing was, we went, and she liked it more than I did. And she like gets, starts reading all this back, backwards canon through the Marvel Universe, and she's more invested in all of it. Um, which is really cool. So we, we are not hurting for things to watch. Like, she'll be the one who wakes me up at 5 in the morning so we can watch that and then come to school. Um, and then we'll watch it again tomorrow night because we're just that big of nerds. After that, um, if you go backwards a day, I'll be doing a podcast with these two fine young people. <laughs> Knew yeah. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm personally a fan of Doctor Strange. He's probably by far my favorite. I really thought they did a good job with that movie. Yeah, that movie was really I can't good. wait for the next movie. I yeah, love the, 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 really the time loop that they did at the end. Um, and uh, actually, uh, yeah. I love that song. this is a bit of a stretch, but I think that's related to the, the uh, pre-present message I tried to bring in Chapel today. Because he kept saying, he said, uh, the, the bad guy, Dermanmo, kept saying, why, you can't do this. And, and Dr. Strange's whole take was, yes, I can. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the line. He says, no, this is how it is now. And I thought that was really a great character study on how to be effective. 
although Doctor Strange and biblical heroes, not the same thing. That's not what I'm saying. But you can pick up wisdom from anywhere, and then you filter it through the biblical worldview that you're developing for yourself, and it will make you stronger. And I like that. No, that's how it is now is a very wise thing to say when you made a decision about how you're going to live your life and how you're going to solve this problem. Um, and if you do that well, maybe one day you'll be sitting in a podcast with these two fine young gentlemen. It all fits back around. I feel like I'm in that episode. Yeah, that last We're in a time loop. Right now. That last one was a bit of a stretch. I'm sorry. Y'all just seem to be entertained, so I thought I'd stay with it. It, 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 it was pretty entertained by it, honestly. It's pretty entertaining. It's going to be entertaining later, too, when people listen to it. Um... You know, the question why do you have all those IDs on there? Oh, that's the funniest thing. Uh, <laughs> I wish question, that we actually. were doing video for this so people could see it. So uh, the 2019 graduating class, when they were supposed to turn in their IDs, they went to Miss Cogburn and said, what if we put them all together and made one big ID? <laughs> and so they put it, they glued it to a poster board, which I thought was the coolest thing I've ever been given. Um, don't, don't take that back. My wife's given me some good presents over the years, but... I thought this was really cool, and they actually brought it to me on the lanyard, and there's a picture of me wearing it like a lanyard. My favorite that's one funny. is the one student, if you look on the middle Man. row left, yeah, who hand-drew his hand uh, ID, ID yeah. because a sticker came off in March, and he didn't want to buy a new one, and he got away with it for two months. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. It is crazy, but it's not as crazy as doing a podcast with these two fine young gentlemen. <laughs> So I guess mid-podcast dad joke, you got one? I don't have one right off the top of my head, but I always have a resource. So if you'll hum the Jeopardy tune while I find my resource. I don't know if we can legally do that. Yeah, copyright. Well, <laughs> so. are you making money on this podcast? No. No, then you no, would fit under the Fair Use uh, Fair Use Act. But I will tell you, I've decided to start a hobby. I'm going to start collecting highlighters. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty it all comes back doesn't it yeah, all <laughs> so um another thing that brady mentioned is that at one point he said you studied numbers theory why would you torture yourself it was uh the prescribed curriculum for a math degree unfortunately i also took the history of mathematics that's an actual course of study uh number theory and history of mathematics are somewhat tied together because we think of the base 10 counting system that we use is just the natural order of things. But it's really our description of the natural order of things, and there are civilizations that chose other bases. Like base 12 and stuff. A, so a simpler one, that is true, but a simpler one I remember that we studied was a base 3 counting system that was used in like uh, um, Samoan-type cultures, like the Pacific Islands. Um, and it was, because it was a base three, if you counted, you'd go one, two, three, 10, 11, 12, 13, 20, 21. And you think, well, that's not too bad, just counting through like that. But our algorithms for a base 10 counting system work because we can stack the numbers and add them. And everything that you've learned about doing simple operations is based on what we do. I can't even remember how to multiply base three counting systems because it was like a five-step process because those cultures didn't multiply their numbers didn't get that big. They just needed to know how many fishes they caught. Yeah. So they're not going to reach the 10,000 range. They didn't need it. They Somewhere around 100 was all that they needed, which would be our version of 30. That's, that's interesting to think because, like, do we know if, like, the Bible used what we see as a counting system or if there was a different counting system for the Bible? Uh, that's they, a, there's, like, the story, sorry to interrupt. There's, no, like, no, the no. story where they have, like, 
the one where they counted like with the rocks, mm-hmm. the different rocks and stuff, and I don't know how many it was exactly. Number theorists actually believe that that's been translated over time, uh, so the numbers change to match what we see as numbers, and so, but. Um, of course, I don't think that there's anything that we can't uh, agree to disagree on, except Christ died to save us from our sins. Yeah, no, Other than than that, everything else we're all struggling to understand. And I think that that's an important part of reaching the world for Christ is to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of like the main things, the main argument is um, creation, like what a day is to God compared to what we are. Mm-hmm. Now that you brought up that whole like numbers thing, each culture is different ones. Like that kind of. I guess could make sense where like the disagreement is there because we don't know what a day is to God. Here's what I know. God created the world and I wasn't there. True. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, again, the, the unarguable is the thing that, that we talk about. One of the things I liked about what, what I delivered today was the definition of sin that James gives us. Um, for him who knows what is right and doesn't do it, that's sin. So we can argue about, is that sinful, is that not sinful, all day long, and we will be right sometimes and we'll be wrong sometimes because we don't have the, the vision of God. But that is very clear and unarguable, and I love that part of it. Well, we just got heavy in this podcast with these three fine young men, didn't we? It all comes back. Um, so I guess tying in with that, there was another thing that I just thought of because in Lang just now we were talking about banned books, mm. and um, you mean books about musicians? <laughs> no, 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 like books that are like banned from like schools, like oh, like, that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. banned books. Yeah. Like um, what was on there? Like the Bible was on there for the some Anne reason. Frank was on there. The, the Diary of Anne Frank, Frank was on there, there. Mm-hmm. and there was also like The Giver and stuff. Like Captain Hunger Games, and I get like Hunger Games and all that makes sense. But um, one thing that, like, I read The Giver when I was in eighth grade, and the book's obviously about dystopian societies and stuff, and one of the... Um, main you say that obviously that, like I've read it. I'm not yeah, a, I haven't read I have not read that one. Oh, well, uh, the Giver's about, like, a dystopian society, and um, one thing that, like, like th- th- I can kind of tie this into the Bible, because the Bible, like, we strive for, like, perfection to be like God, because we're made in His image, and in dystopian societies... It's, it's supposed to be everyone is like the same mm-hmm. but and it's supposed to be an idea of perfection but everyone's idea of perfection is different mm-hmm. so like I don't know I guess like what's your opinion on that I guess that's a pretty big question I, I know one thing that you said there uh, I would like to debate and refine is that we're striving for, per- for perfection and I agree with that we are mm-hmm. but I also think we're wasting our time yeah. because yeah, Christ's yeah. sacrifice on the cross forgave us of our sin God sees us as perfect. That was the whole idea of the sacrifice on the cross. So while we should continue to pursue being Christ-like, which means perfection as an end goal, we also need to remember that God already sees us that way. And there's great peace in that. To know that um, when I mess up, he's going to see me as perfect. When I do it right, he's going to see me as perfect. And then I'd let that influence me a little bit as a father. And how I see my kids when they do something that's uh, wrong. Uh, do I do I hold equity? You, you forgot to scoop the kitty litter last night, and you're going to do it again tonight. Or do I go along the lines of, hey, I had to scoop the kitty litter for you last night. And then just let it go. That's, that's it. Because now I see that you're going to do it tonight. I don't say it. I don't remind you. I just see it. Um, 
And I think that's a, a little glimmer of how God sees us, and we don't do a good job of accepting that because all we think about is our failures. I guess I worded that a little bit like weirdly what I was trying to explain, but like yeah, yeah we focus on our failures, like what happened, to, what what I chose to do in the sixth grade that you guys are wanting to know, <laughs> and we forget yeah. to to focus on our successes, which is doing a po- podcast with these tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to say that. I like, I mean, it's. It's like too easy to focus on failures because usually you, well, I mean, you probably fail more than you would succeed most mm-hmm. of the time, but that it's like they're bigger because it's just harder on you mm-hmm. when you fail and it's just, it feels easy when you succeed. Mm-hmm. So, well, and that's coming from the sports world several years ago. I can tell you that wins make you feel like you're better than you really are and losses make you feel like you're worse than you really are, but neither one of them tell you the truth. And the Christian life is kind of the same way. Doing things well will tell you that you're better than you really are, and doing things badly will tell you that you're worse than you really are. And the only thing that matters is God tells you what to do. He puts you on your path, and he thinks you're perfect. So follow your path. My point in being present today when I, when I talked about that was to be present in your path. And your path, like it or not, is English class when you're in English class. And we always say, well, I wish I wasn't in English class. I wish I wasn't in math class. I wish I was skiing or on a roller coaster or, but that's not your path. And if you're present, you'll realize that. By the way, before y'all think I'm being self-righteous, I'm really bad at that. That's the reason why it was on my heart. Um, But you have to be present in the moment. So my path is not to eat the best cheeseburger I've ever had right now. That was two weeks ago. My path is to be in a podcast with these people. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. It's to always going to go I back. I knew it. Always when you said like my path is the first time, I was like, he's going to say, he's going to say, but you didn't. See, now it's not even funny anymore. It's just funny to see how many times I can wedge it in a conversation yeah. naturally. Yeah, it's trying to predict when it's. Trying by to the way, one of my favorite things to do as a teacher that I really miss is when I would say a weird word by accident. Uh, that would be like the word of the day. And I try to say it as many times in my other classes until they figure it out. Hey, that's the word of the day, isn't it? And what I mean by weird word would be a word that you just wouldn't use very much. Like today, I said umpteen to my wife, which is a really old man word. I said it's been umpteen years since such and such. And then I went, whoa, that's not a word I use very often. If I was teaching, I would find a way to use that in the lesson as many times as possible until somebody said umpteen is the word of the day today, isn't it? That was fine. Did they get a prize for knowing it? Or, or just, I'm just not a rich it? man, Brady. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, you have a prize box. I didn't pay for that. Oh, okay. The school has a prize box. Yeah, the school does. <laughs> they weren't open to the idea of me uh, going to uh, ask for prizes for people guessing what the word of the day was in a math class. Was that for the period? Was that the bell for the period? Yeah, it was, but was it? Yeah, it was. This has been a good, a good experience, guys. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I yeah. lost track of time. That was good. Yeah, we lost track of time. That was a very wise. That was a, that was a yeah, deep podcast. Well, there is absolutely nothing more fun than doing a podcast with these fine men. <laughs>